Hey, Danny. Hey, Tyler. We're here to officially cap off the fucking Purge month. Yes, we are. We just came back from the movies. So that's going to make this episode 76.5, because I am not going to put it out after Nightbreed. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've already recorded at this point. If referencing that confuses you, it's because of our recording schedule. Yeah, and that's okay. But we did mention that we were planning on seeing the first purge this weekend which we just did we just saw it um unfortunately like it did come out three days ago so we're not jumping on it as soon as we would have liked to but our schedule didn't quite allow that yeah but now it's our weekend and we had a chance to go see it freaking weekend yeah man it was a lot of fun we went and had us some fun released the beast as it were Oh, dude, yeah. I was really excited, you know, for the fact that we went to go see the film. We were going to go see the movie at a theater that I've never been to before. And, man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, a (laughs) lot of you probably won't care, but this was a little bit of an experience for for Danny because uh, in our town where we're currently recording, good old Missoula, Montana, uh, a new theater just opened up like five or six months ago uh, down on my end of town. (laughs) Yeah, a lot closer to you than it is to me. Uh, and it's one of those, like, fucking dine-in. It's the AMC dine-in. Dude, it's so nice. And it's way nicer than any other shit that we've ever had around here, I so... I would agree. I mean, I was even mentioning to you, like, when I came up here from Spartanburg, it's like, there's... Unless they put something in since I've left, there was nothing comparable to that back home. And I know other places have had dine-in and shit for a long time, so some of you listening are probably like, oh, it's oh, fucking, fucking old news. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? Whatever. It was nice. We got to eat an actual air meal. conditioned. Yeah, the we're seats. Fucking hot boys right now. What the fuck? Those seats were so nice. Uh, but enough sucking off AMC. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, we should. Oh, dude, how fucking dope would that be? Just go catch movies all the time. That would be awesome. I'm not gonna lie, AMC. Hey, if you're listening, we'll suck you off. We your boys. We your boys. Anyway, to the movie, The First Purge. Yeah, we can actually say that. Uh, Because it's so close to this movie coming out, we're going to try to avoid spoilers as best we can. Uh, Be warned, something might slip because we did just get done and we're still sort of riding high off of it all, but... Yeah, exactly. We'll try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible, but you're right, there might be a slip of the tongue here and there. Um, All right, so I guess first impression, what do you think? (laughs) I really enjoyed it, man. I was telling you, too, one of the biggest mistakes I think people tend to do is read reviews before they go see a film and you have to remember that not everybody's opinions are going to be the same as yours and not everybody views the films the same way that we do so i was like you know what i'm just going to go in experience it and i was pleasantly surprised man i enjoyed the shit out of it uh yeah so i agree i uh i intentionally stayed away from reviews which Honestly, I'm the kind of person that I usually don't mind spoilers. Uh, there's a couple of franchises that I definitely keep away from spoilers because I want that to be part of the experience. Uh, but for a lot of movies, I don't fucking care. I, I'll just go like read the Wikipedia page beforehand, whatever, just to make sure I don't... And sometimes I do it just to make sure I don't miss something the first time through. I understand you know what yeah. I mean? Like I want to make sure that I catch it all and I sort of understand what's going on. And sometimes a little bit of a primer actually helps that for me. I know not everybody's the same way. This, since we were going through the purge, I was like, fuck it, I want to go in fresh. I did see, there was one thing I saw that I wanted to bring up to you, though. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read the article, but before we went and saw this, I saw a review headline 
that I fucking guffawed out loud at. <laughs> uh, the review headline was, the, uh, and I'm probably getting this wrong, but it was something along the lines of, The Purge Gets Political. Oh, wow, they're just not figuring this out. <laughs> and I was like, what fuck? Like, has the person that wrote this article never seen any entries in this series before? They should listen to our podcast beforehand, if that's the case. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I so fucking funny. started laughing. If anything, the blatant politics was toned back from the last one, I think. Yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of blatant politics in this. <laughs> there certainly is, without giving too much away, but yeah. There's a lot of blatant politics in this, but... Compared to the last movie, exactly. where everything was almost a caricature of itself, uh, so that you like didn't miss what uh, <laughs> fucking Demonica wanted to tell you. Yeah, he pretty much put it out there on Main Street. But yeah, I mean, this one does have that. You should know, especially if you keep up with current affairs, there'll be a lot more obvious. One, uh, we were also discussing this on the way out of the theater. One of the big surprises in this movie for me... One of the main characters, played by Alain Noel. Yeah, dude. Fucking fantastic, and I want to see him in more things. Gosh, yeah. As far as what he does in this film, I was like, man, I'm glad they kept that element in there. He was really good. By that element, I think you're probably referring to the action element. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, they've kept like a central figure in the film, whether it was Frank Grillo or, in this case, Alain uh, Noel. So I was yeah, like, Dimitri. yeah. Yeah, I like that. They kept that element in there. He was so good. God, what, I, what do you want to say about it? I have a couple other things I want to say about it, but I don't want to just completely lead this. No, what I liked about it is that we actually get to see how the first Purge was initiated. Not only that, but we get to discover who the president was of the NFFA. So that kind of helped kind of piece some of the old pieces together from the previous films that we had watched, give us a little bit more levity on who these people are. And the thing I liked about it, too was their use of a big borough. I mean, it takes place yeah. in Staten Island. And not only that, but how all that community, they either buy into it or they resist. And I like that. I like that there, there was actually a struggle and not everybody was on board. But you get to see what the incentive behind purging was. Okay, I want to I wanna expand on something really quick. This is going to include a mild spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it at all, skip ahead like 30 seconds because I'm going to make this quick. Starting now. I love that some people don't buy in and it's a giant plot point because it's something that like critics have been saying on the internet about this the entire time. Why would so many people buy into this? And you finally see they don't. Kind of liked that. <laughs> I did too. I liked how... I don't know whether it was... It was probably Demonico, I mean, considering he was a writer. I think... Well, I feel like maybe because of some of the past criticisms, he tried to implement some of those into this film, like give you a little bit more clear answers like you were, mm -hmm. you know, kind of alluding to. I did like that. I like the choice of song in this film. This... Oh, this has the best soundtrack out of any Purge. It certainly does. And that's saying a lot because I mentioned before on the election year like i'm a huge t-rex fan we both like george clinton and parliament funkadelic but this one you kept some, it very urban and i liked it you get yeah you get some thumpers coming throughout especially during some I, i'm just gonna say party scenes there's purge parties and all the other movies. yeah um and then you also get fucking daz band <laughs> whipping it 
Dude, <laughs> it so was a pretty good. fucking good scene. So yeah, it felt good. I felt like, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler too, but some of it felt like almost like a music video the way it was shot. Some of it, not the entire thing, but there were certain scenes and certain the way it was pieced together felt like a music um, video. Visually, I th- I think overall I like this movie the best. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Demonico brought us this series. It's been his baby. This is the first one he didn't direct, and you could kind of tell. I agree. The camera work, the way everything was, everything looked different. And no offense to him, but it looked a little bit more, I kind of felt like it looked more modern. I guess it looks like a lot of other movies I see in the mainstream, but not in a bad way. I was going to say, yeah, it looks a little bit more polished. Polished, yeah, it looks polished and not nothing against him no, no. we enjoyed all three of those movies that he but directed. you can tell his style it's certainly and how does. this yeah. is comparatively different there is not that there's a huge contrast but there's enough to tell but and even with the difference one of the things uh that impressed me is we haven't really it was something that sort of struck me part way through this movie and it's one of the things i found that i really like about the purge movies is that each of them involves like three or four cool fucking awesome like visual moments that don't really have anything to do with anything in the story but you get just outside for just like three seconds just seeing some craziness in the purge and this one keeps it up it does um i agree and i'm thinking like when you look back on like uh which one had like the lincoln monument was that election year or was it was it was election year that shot and like the equivalent is you get a shot early on in this film with like a lady holding up a sign exactly it was just it was like straight out of the other movies but done with this new vision that too i felt it kept true to form you're right it didn't pull you too far out of what the films were about and it signaled the start which i really liked too that was kind of a a really cool point and it was an interesting way to do you know, kind of lead you into the purge itself, you know, um, without giving too much away, the sign does reveal kind of some points about the film and about the series in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so why I didn't want to mention what's on the sign. No, 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 I'll let the fans and the I think it, Yeah, I think that. reading it was really cool. It was but it's a very poignant statement. point, yeah, mm-hmm. it certainly is. So I like that a lot. I still like the fact that they keep, you follow different groups that wind up merging they did kept true to form in that, but I like the way they did this because you don't get too caught up with too many people. You get caught up with just enough of the core. Right. Uh, I will say this is another one, much like The Purge 3, where it got me wondering more about side stories that don't have to do with the political allegory. Yeah. I don't mind the political allegory. I know it's going to be there with the current set of purge things and especially when you're going into something called the first purge (laughs) no doubt right but there's so many other human stories beyond that 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 are going on at the same time and i realized i really would love to see uh like a action crime drama based on dimitri's storyline i realized i would love to see more of like what happens when The Wire meets The Purge? I was about to say, there are certain aspects of The Wire that really fit into this film, and vice versa, it would have fit right into The Wire. And I think you're right with that analysis, is that you could do a side story with 
just that group of people, whether it's Dimitri or... Or just something similar. Exactly. And I like that. So there's a lot to say in terms of where this is heading, where it could have headed. Um, that's kind of the fun of this franchise is that it's very foundational. We, I know we mentioned that several times before, but you could play with it. I mean, it there's so many different ways it can go is what I'm getting at. The Yeah, the idea provides just a great framework to work stories off of. Uh, I will say this is another one where, like, if you start thinking too hard about The Purge, it still doesn't make sense, even though they try to explain shit away. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, whatever. When you go into a movie, you should be... You can't take it too literal first because it's based off of uh, fiction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a metaphor. Yeah, there's a lot of allegory in it. We talked about that. So, you're right. You shouldn't read too much into it. Yes, there is still a political bent. We should know what it is by now, <laughs> you know. But it, it still doesn't take away from the fun of the film. Um, I am disappointed that it was all Staten Island. And they didn't work any Wu Tang references in. Wu Tang is for the children. <laughs> I know, right? Be they like, have. fucking Shaolin wouldn't stand for this shit. <laughs> Could you imagine if they put like the Resin Jizza or Method Man or any of those guys oh, in there? Man. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping. Man. I kept my, awesome. I was like keeping my like toes crossed during the movie. Like, <laughs> somebody fucking show me the Rizza. Have Meth pop up. That'd be like, awesome, man. That would have elevated this film beyond had that happened. But, you know, it's okay. It's still a good film. Yeah. that um, Or the Impractical Jokers. Like, I know Q uh, from Impractical Jokers yeah. is from Staten Island. There Put Q in the first purge. That would have been great. I would have fucking loved it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun, man. I think overall, it was kind of hard to tell what they were going to do exactly with this particular film. It was nice to see familiar faces that I had grown up watching in film. Um, without giving too much of a spoiler, and it's really not a spoiler. I'll just mention their names. But Marissa Tomei is in this film. That's like a huge right. draw. Um, I liked her part. She did a really good job. Ooh, I do want to point out one of the things I didn't like about this movie. For as good as most of this movie looked, parts Some of, of those... it were weirdly like obvious, either reshoots or... Some parts really stuck out as being not good. I know you're like talking about Marissa Tomei's first sequence. They are obviously nowhere near there and are in front of a green screen. Yeah, you can totally tell. And we have a little bit of experience with that, so we <laughs> yeah. should know. Not that we've done anything major, but it's pretty obvious. So it was cool to see her. And there was another actress I'd mentioned before who was in New York Undercover. It was the person who was driving the triage van. With, oh, right. with the badass, uh, mm -hmm. Little Death. But that actress who was the driver, she was in a series, I mentioned the New York Undercover, with Luna Lauren Velez. And I used to watch her on New York Undercover. And she was also a major part of the Dexter series. She played um, Captain LaGuarta or Major LaGuarta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nice. So that was a familiar faces. There's a lot of new faces which is exciting because a lot of these people have some really cool promise. Yeah, I mean, every I like to every. I mean, I'll just name off a couple names so people can look them up if they want. Um, Lex Scott Davis was Naya. She is almost really more good. the main character more than Dimitri is. Um, but they do, especially towards the end of the movie, it very much sort of splits up a little bit. It does. It converges their two storylines. Joy Vaughn Wade. I think so. Yeah, uh, Joy Vaughn or Joy Vaughn. Zinnis and I. <laughs> Gosh, he was okay, good. Isaiah. 
who was uh, Skeletor? Where we go? Rotimi Paul is Skeletor. Dude, he was good. He was he was fucking crazy. That was awesome. I uh, um, I liked how they ratcheted him up. I liked how they ratcheted him up. I did feel like he was all kind of out of place and way too convenient for the founding fathers. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. There was I was anticipating him in certain segments. And the movie does start with him, which set a really weird tone for it too i mean they explain what's going on later and the way they're taking advantage of the poor and stuff and it makes it the fact that they start with him make more sense but with the way the previous especially the previous two movies mm-hmm. um have relayed the message the overall message of the movie the political messaging of the movie it did make this one feel a little weird at first. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, what are they getting at here? But it it resolved when they started going into the plant a little bit more. I totally agree with that. Overall, he did a really good job. You know, I think they use him just enough, just enough in this film. Uh, I guess a couple of the other actors I'll mention right off the top of my head, too, is um, Mo McRae played 7 and 7. He was one of the guys that was in the group with Dimitri, he was a pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it was like one of his sidekicks. The guy who played Lorenzo, Jamel Howard, he was really good. There was another artist in this film, uh, Sia. She oh, was that's yeah, right. part of the Sia group. Was yeah, part of the group. So that was kind of cool seeing her in this. Um, there was actually a political commentator in this film, which I thought was kind of neat. He, he wasn't in it very long, but I recognize him, and that's Van Jones. So if you're familiar with some. I guess political talking points, he's a familiar face in that crowd. So it was kind of neat seeing him in here. And I'm sure there's like tons of other actors and actresses. I think one is Muggy, I think her name is. She plays Dolores. Oh, Mugga. Or Mugga, yeah. I thought it was really cool. So I think I saw her credit where she's in Orange is a New Black, so that might be something more familiar for some people. But yeah, the cast overall was really good. I liked some of the subgroups that they use in this film. I like the use of... They kind of explain a little bit where some of the mask use came from, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wish I could go into that more, too. The, I know. Yeah. I'll just kind of leave it at that. Definitely, I mean, it's not... It's kind of not a spoiler, because it does tie really heavily back into the last movie. I mean, movie, most but... of all of these posters for these films, and they have those masks. Mm-hmm. This one ex- definitely explains the use and where it came uh, from. And it was only like six seconds long, but or maybe a little bit longer than that. But one of my favorite parts of the movie was like the mask montage. Yeah, that was really cool. That was fucking dope. I enjoyed that. So they even reincorporated, of course, and they kept true to form with using the blue and the blue Baptista. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I was like, nice. They're still implementing that. There was a use of eyewear that I really enjoyed in this. That was really cool, but I thought... It wasn't implemented as much as I would have hoped. I thought at first that they were also using that for a little bit of the political messaging, because at first it's only blue. Uh, I know what you're getting at. But then you see that there's a variety of colors. Yeah. And I wish that we were given a reason why there was a variety of colors. Like, like, uh, because... All the participants were, like, psychologically evaluated beforehand, too. So, like, if that corresponded to their results somehow or That's a good point. what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very well could be. There was a lot of bits of humor in this that I enjoyed. Oh, my God. 
And unintentional humor, too. I laughed every time they said Maria Tomei's character's name. Oh, man. So last that name, so Updale. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, what's up, Dale? <laughs> what's up, Dale? <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, so there are some bits of comic relief. Like I said, plenty of action. I like the storyline. You know, I felt like it was a little bit more straightforward. It was easier to follow. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into details since we're trying to avoid spoilers anyway, but I also don't know exactly how I would explain this. But there was one thing from the story, and I, I'm not sure. There was something about the storyline that kind of bugged me. We know that election year was originally supposed to be the first purge. And when Grillo signed on, they, they had to change it they up. rechanged yeah. it up. I kind of felt like the ending of this movie works better as a fourth Purge movie mm. rather than the ending to the first Purge. I see what you mean. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> no, I'll probably, I shouldn't say But it. too much of the rest <laughs> of this movie is like very explicitly about it being the first one. So Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious. And I like that they spell it out. There was a lot of things that they reintroduced, I won't say reintroduced, but they kept true to form was what I'm more or less getting at. I mean, they still give you the siren blasts. They still give you the emergency broadcasting, you know, uh, television prompt. And they're just, you know, certain things that they kept true to form. I'm glad they did that and didn't deviate too much. They kept it just enough for where it didn't get boring. Mm -hmm. Um Throughout, though, I mean, if you're a fan of the series, if you've kept up with us this long, I'd say definitely go check it out. It's entertaining. It's a good film for a movie experience, you know, actually going to the theater. I mean, it's just as, probably just as good as home, but there's just something about a theater experience that you're not going to get at home. It's true. Uh, so where would you rank it amongst all the Purge movies? I was think, actually thinking about that. I would say somewhere closer to the top. You know, the more I think about them... And I've read this too, and I told you I kind of made a mistake by reading some people's opinions, but I didn't let it skew me. I just mm -hmm. kind of wanted to get a general consensus, but I've seen where some people rate this as their favorite, and I can see why. I mean, it's a lot of fun. If somebody wants to say this is their favorite, I absolutely It'd be hard can to argue. understand why. Yeah. I don't, I still think three wins out for me, but this one, like three might win out for me overall, but like at least one of my favorite action scenes that has appeared in a Purge movie is in this one. Dude, yeah, they did a really good job of that. I'll just say the smoke fight. Oh, that was so good. I wonder who the choreographer was because they did a really good job of yeah. directing these people. Uh, there's a lot of... I mean, Dimitri gets a lot of really dope action yes, he that does. fucking Frank Grillo should almost be jealous of. No shit, right? I'm like, God damn it. I'm, and I mean, this is supposed to be kind of a horror podcast know, but these right. movies really do start delving more and more towards action so I was it's not our fault no it's not i was <laughs> describing that to somebody earlier um somebody who's recently started listening to us and we work with them but he was asking us about or he was asking me about the purge and i was like yeah i mean there's a, you know elements of horror but it's kind of an action thriller mm -hmm. you know and i was like you you know you'll you'll have Survival. a lot of fun with that yeah exactly and i gave him kind of premise of some of the other films so yeah i mean it's what you were getting back with, like, the rankings, I'd say somewhere up towards the top. I don't know exactly how it would list them. I mean, it's it's still fresh. We've only done this for, like, I don't know, a little over a month, so mm -hmm. they're still still kind of fresh. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I think I'm going to have to put it at number two, but... I can definitely see that. I feel bad. I really did enjoy 
I ended up enjoying this entire franchise a lot more than I thought I was going to. Well, yeah, I can agree with you there, too. Um, and so right now, it's just really hard to even... It's like they're yeah. all my babies right now. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> it's, it's hard to rank your favorites when they're all really good. They don't kind of deviate too much from each other. I mean, yeah, some are better than the others for you know certain reasons, but overall, I mean, not a single one in this franchise is a bad film. No, not yet, anyway. No. We'll see, we'll see if it we keeps got the going series, like it seems yeah. like it's going to. And I was kind of curious. Is like, I wonder, maybe writing off the backbone of if the TV series is a success or not, we might get another film. I mean, I could totally see that happening. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't know how they would fit it in, but I could definitely see it happening. We've been talking about all the different directions they could go in. Do you... Oh, okay. This is going to go really meta. It's <laughs> a right. tie into the entire politics of these movies. Do you think the arc involving the new founding fathers ends with the Trump presidency? Ooh. That's interesting. I mean, when Jesus. he's gone, do you think the new founding fathers end in the purge? Huh. I can definitely see where that could be a an option for sure you know considering how much mm-hmm. of his presidency is already being influenced by this franchise and how it's incorporated too um that's as far as i'll say with that is you know without giving too many spoilers away but i can see that i can totally see that depending on that doesn't what mean there happens still after be stories to be told no i mean you can there's so many different stories we've already talked about that mm-hmm. whether you want to do it by region or just by character or what and have you election year had the end of it sort of devolving into a civil war yeah so, I mean, you could still play with that. I'm kind of curious about it. And there's still... Well, I mean, I guess so that ended room. it, didn't it? Technically, she did get... I mean, it. technically, yes, but we don't know what happens after. I mean, there's still right. this political tide mm-hmm. or faction that are not happy with that. And we don't know what if there's any resolve, you know. Right. Okay, yeah. That, so, I that guess, does that get resolved, I guess? Yeah. Not them going down, because they technically went down, but... Right. But I, I know what you mean. I mean, it depends on, you know, how big of that uprising is. Mm-hmm. How much of the country is still wanting to purge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it depends. But I, there's no, really no wrong or right answer with that. It's just... At this point, it is hypothetical. But I'd be curious to see what happens... You know, for us in our next election, whether he stays in office or, you know, somebody else is in, what that could mean potentially for the franchise. You know, can imagine if we get somebody who's like a lot worse. This is the the smallest outcome of the next set of elections, but it will affect it because of the story. I mean, it could. So it's, I mean, for what we're talking about, it's germane. I mean, all right. It's not a big concern, (laughs) but it's germane. (laughs) This is a total hypothetical, but... Just for instance, right, whether it's in the next two years or six years, ten years from now, because this is a metaphor for what's happening, or at least um, satirizing or at least analyzing, you know, modern politics, could you imagine at a point, if we got to that point where this became an experiment, and not only that, but... (coughs) Does it suddenly get looked at as... Yeah, now it's like, wow, yeah, it's a prophetic thing, but not only that, but... Maybe somebody wants to go back and revisit it and make it a little bit more, I don't know, um, it could be a lot more personal for, you know, for right all shits, you know, shits and giggles or intents and purposes. But yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. I mean, I, I hopefully, to, hopefully it doesn't go to that point, but you never know. And that's the, I guess that's the other takeaway where I keep thinking that there's so many other stories is that 
as much as we do get to see these characters, this is another Purge movie where all the characters do have to stand in a little bit for the political allegory, and it doesn't quite get as personal as you might like. You mostly just get told about all of it. You do. You, yeah, I agree I, with that. I really, I really didn't feel anything for the fact that Naya and Dimitri had a relationship. Yeah, they don't at really... At one point. I mean, it's not like they technically completely get back together at the end. No. But they're... I mean, they just kept telling us throughout the movie, and he did yeah. try to keep checking up on her and shit, but it was more just like the least they could do to make sure that they stayed in contact throughout the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, they make it clear that they had a relationship, you know, to what extent, whatever. But it's still nice to see that they didn't overdo it. They didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't go too far with those characters. They gave you just enough to where, you know, you could sympathize and hope for the best. Okay, so here, here's an idea. Give me... Pascal Lagier's The Purge. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, the violence would definitely be ratcheted up. <laughs> the story would be a lot more bleak. I feel like there would be a heavier hand with the NFFA. Like, they would totally be a little bit more of the focal point. And not only that, but we would get a different a different view of the night outside of just the murder aspect, which we've talked about throughout this entire franchise, is that this one, without like I said, without spoiling too much, they do give you a little bit more of like looting, but not a whole lot, but just enough to where it's like, okay. Loot, you know. Okay, looting, and there is one instance of sexual assault, there but is. that's more played for a gag. It is kind Unfortunately, of a gag. kind of played for a gag, which sounds really bad, but I also feel like a lot of people who are already going to be into this movie, <laughs> yeah. will kind of appreciate the gag. Not only that, <laughs> but that scene which is... is... A, which sounds really bad, that you're going to appreciate sexual assault being played for a gag, I know, but... I know that you're saying, yeah. Uh, it's really hard to explain. But when it's played out, yeah. you'll understand it. Not only that, there's a... Not that grabbing or groping somebody already is not creepy, but it's ratcheted up the creepiness because of a prop... And I really like that. I was like, ooh, that's that was creepy. <laughs> creepy and you're like, Creepier. oh, I get what you're saying. Creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But yeah, if Pascal Logier or just, you know, it could be, uh, what's his name? The director. Who, else would, who do you, who would you, what director would you like to see do a version of The Purge? Uh, you know, actually, we saw a preview for one of his films coming up and we did Green Room. Oh, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the film. Oh, it might have was it Unfriended? Was it one of the films that we saw a preview for? He's oh, directing Dark Web Unfriended. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was directing. I that. think that's his film, if I'm not mistaken. Parts of that seem really cheesy, but it also seemed really fucking creepy once it started going really. Um, I've seen that trailer a couple times. Yeah, now. so it'd be kind of interesting to see how he would do it. I liked his storytelling in Green Room. Um, I'm trying to think what else too. Um, out of all the ones that we've seen. That's, a, that's actually a really good question, man. I don't know. I mean, right off the top of my head, it's I'd have to go into the database. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe him. I would give him. And um, I, don't, I hate to keep going to Mike because I've seen some of his action films, man, and they are brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, maybe for a Japanese version of The Bird. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do you have Do you have any I favorites? Have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out. While you were thinking, I was trying to think myself because 
I didn't even think of that beforehand. I just threw it out. And anyway, I'm going to go way, way out into fucking left field with this one. But I think it would end up being super interesting. Um, I'm thinking a uh, Ruggiero Deodato. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Uh, this is... That, of course, being Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, no kidding. I was like, whoa, that could give a whole different meaning to that night. Well, you know, I just kept thinking about how well he was able to portray messaging in that movie. Oh, yes. Alongside horrific violence, horrific... The thing, I mean, it's not that I want to see it, but there would be so much more fucking creepy-ass sex crimes going on during The Purge than they have shown us so far. I know, dude. And, and that's... the fact that they keep, like, touching on the political aspect... How do you not play that up post hashtag me too? No shit. How do you not play that up post Weinstein? I know. That's kind of what I was wanting to get at too. It's, you know, when it's not that I want to see it. No, I know. But it just seems to, with the fact that they keep using it as messaging, it just seems that it would make so much sense. We've already alluded to the fact that not everybody wants to go out and kill, not everybody wants to go out and loot. Some people are sexual perverts. Some people have other things they want to do. Shit, some people would just be fucking trying to hack people's funds. There could be a fucking techno-thriller within The Purge. No doubt, right? I mean, there could be people who setting up booby traps that we've mentioned before, like just trying to spoil the fun for others, yeah. There's a lot that they, that can be played with this, and that's the fun of it. It's It's kind of an endless springboard. If crime is legal, that also means white-collar crime is legal. It certainly is. Who's to say it's not legal? Because everything is pretty much legal for that night, for that, those 12 hours. But um, all we see is the murder. And there's a reason for it. There's a plot reason. I mean, they I completely understand. They want the murder understand. to happen. They encourage the murder to happen. They flood the streets with guns. They do all sorts of shit. Right. But you're right. It, it lends more to that political you know, stance and the whole reasoning behind why the Founding Fathers want this to be a success but i would like to see those other aspects at least looked at or acknowledged yeah i mean you don't have to get to the point where it becomes you know i mean can you imagine if this were an art house film (laughs) how much more depraved it would be or could be yeah and and that's the thing i think there's also directors that can use that aspect without it just being like uh, something for shock value, I think they can use it to also make a point. I totally agree. I was going to jokingly, uh, now that I was thinking about some directors, not that they have to be horror directors, but can you imagine a Quentin Tarantino presents a Robert Rodriguez purge? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That would get insane. I don't know if I'd actually... I mean, I love both of those guys. I'm not sure if I'd want to see that. <laughs> I'd be like, man. I mean, I would. I, I would they, tell you they would have it. my money. They would have my money now, but there would always be a part of me that I'm like, this something about this just seems a little bit off, and yeah. just like a little bit overindulgent <laughs> for my own fantasies. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the fun of it. Though. Um, it could be very exploitative. It could be, like I said, a little bit more dark and narcissistic. What about? Oh God, I can't think of her name. Um, the director of Raw. Oh, uh, Decorno. Yeah. Yeah, Julia Decorno. Yeah, she would do a really good job. It would be kind of neat to see it from, um, you know, a, a female director's point of view, or, you know, from her lens. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably get at what you were saying, maybe play up a little bit more of the uh, sexual side of that night and how that 
could be played out. It could be like a female revenge film at that point. Yeah. It'd be kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think she would do a really good Purge, actually. I, I think she could. Now and that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking back to Raw. and So good. She drives a point home, too, and I like her use of metaphors. And mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's a really good storyteller. And that was her first film. That'd be fucking dope. Fuck. Yeah. God, why aren't we talented? <laughs> I mean, we're trying. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, John Evernalls from Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> His Purge. His Purge. Welcome to hell, motherfuckers. Oh, man. Yeah, that was another one. I almost said his name too, and I'm like, I just, I just want to see more of him. Like, I just want to see him do more crazy ass gore. Yeah, like, that's no, actually, I lied. It was Drew Goddard from Cabin in the Woods. That preview we watched. It's his upcoming film. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking. I kind of had like a. Uh, I and I see how they're doing this too with Blumhouse. They use that one actress who was in um, uh, the Belko Experiment. She was in it. She was like the new hire. In that film, they oh, used right. her in this film just very briefly. Okay, so I think this is going to end up aging mm-hmm. well um, when you can just watch the first purge by itself. Just you know, pop it in with your Blu-ray and just hit play, or just you know, stream it on a service in the future. Uh, but it kind of bugged me sitting in the theater. And seeing the uh, trailer for Halloween, and then ten minutes later seeing the Halloween poster up on Isaiah's wall. Yeah, there's definitely an Easter egg. If you don't catch it, you're just not paying attention. Yeah, they show it like really well. Like, they three show or it. Four times. Yeah, there was two times in particular where I was like, "Yeah, if you don't see that, you're just not looking for it." But I was. It was still because it was a nod. It's. I was like, I laughed a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, I just saw that fucking trailer 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, do we really need to see that? I mean, I'm glad that they put it in there, but that's all it was. It was kind of a marketing ploy, (laughs) and that's okay. Does the timeline line up for there to be marketing out for that movie in this timeline at that point? It didn't say that there was like a release date on it. Yeah. It did say, I looked close enough. I'm pretty sure it says coming soon on the poster. Nice. But... Um, you don't normally put out a poster like that like four years in advance. I don't know. No shit. I don't think that actually they, the timeline might line up, but I'm. Yeah, I need to go back and. Oh, actually, I think the timeline lines up. Huh? I think I might just be like trying to piss on it, but I think the timeline lines up. The more well, we talked about, about, like, it is kind of a weird timeline the entire franchise plays with, considering some of the characters from the second and third film. Oh, yeah, I think it actually lines up. The more I'm thinking about okay. it from when the other movies... Uh, that was my bad, people. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, we're coming in this right you know, right from the theater, so we didn't really have a whole lot of time to do a proper re- you know, like research and all that stuff. Regardless, man, I'm thoroughly happy and surprised at how much I did enjoy this entire franchise up to this point. I'm probably going to go check out the series whenever it plays i don't know how much i'll be invested in it but i'll mm-hmm. at least check it out oh yeah i'm i'm down with checking it out at this point too yeah i really enjoyed these movies i would definitely recommend all of them yeah we've um, talked about if you're familiar with the blumhouse model this is right at home i'm not necessarily going to be the biggest fanboy for them in the world because no, no. they definitely all have their problems and the fact is, when you're having a horror discussion, the last three don't need to come up as much. No, I totally they're agree. Far closer to being action Actions, movies, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, they, there's still that horrific. There's a definitely horrific element. Elements, exactly, and that's what kind of brings it back to the horror, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot. I agree. The f- 
the first movie <laughs> is a horror movie. It is. It is. It's a home invasion. It it's a lot more true. As a horror. Yeah, right? it's a lot more true. But it is fun. I think for those who like something that's a little bit more quick paced, you know, action, stuff like that, you know, I'd say, yeah, you'll have a good time with this franchise. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This has me uh, kind of curious uh, how much I might be missing out on with some of the other modern day franchises that I really haven't took a look at yet. Um, there's a few that I'm familiar with, but I didn't really go as far as like some of the other fans, like with the Insidious and Conjurings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think I've seen a, probably a film or two out of those. Uh, I don't know how much I want to invest in the paranormal activity. Uh, I have seen all but the latest paranormal activity and don't. Yeah, that's like... I'm not the biggest advocate for like ghosts and... Not that I, I don't like those stories. It's just they don't always translate well to film. Yeah, at a certain point, it's it stopped being worth it. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where that point was for me. But it wasn't too long after the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Um, my sister said she went and seen that with a friend, and he was like, he knew everything, every stunt they were doing because he went to film school. He was like, oh yeah, this is they're about to do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, um, but yeah, regardless, it is kind of nice now to like, hey, maybe I should maybe check out the Rex series. Maybe I should check out this series, or you know, there's well, a reason give why they lasted. A little bit blasted. more of a go than I have. Yeah, likewise. Anyway. I'm I'm in the same boat, but yeah, had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you happen to live in an area that has a dine-in theater, I recommend it. Fuck yeah, it made the experience for me a lot more pleasurable. Although I also would like to say that uh, as before, and especially since we just brought up Raw, also uh, support your local theater. I'm a huge advocate for that. I've seen. Probably more films at the Roxy than I have at both the AMCs here in town combined. You're a good man. I'm not that good of a man. <laughs> uh, I do definitely end up seeing a lot more things at the AMC. But it's only because the Roxy always happens to show things that I want to see on days on that On days I that you work. work. I know. It's kind of fucked up. When I went and seen Every Revenge, you had a work. Time. Yeah, I know. It sucks, dude. But we'll try. I have to try to check out a, a weekend film like we did tonight. So that yeah. was fun. But tomorrow... Actually, I think they might be playing something tonight that I kind of want to see, but I'm not going to go down there after this. Yeah, I, I can go, understand. I have to go uh, watch some Pet Cemetery. Yeah, we have to because we're getting ready for finally getting to record our commentary. So, yeah. So tomorrow... We've already mentioned it on the Nightbreed episode, but... Uh, we're going to record a commentary for Pet Cemetery with our friends Justin, who appeared back on the Event Horizon episode, and Patrick, who has now popped up a couple times yes, he has. on uh, The Shining and People, People Under the, the stairs. stairs. And we are going to have a fucking blast, and I really, really hope that you all fucking listen to that episode, because I don't see it going badly. I don't either. Not only that, with, without giving too much away, it's becoming a lot more relevant, that film, for some reasons we'll delve into tomorrow. Yeah, um, fuck. I still have to go watch Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I know. I told you I'm going to probably listen to an audio commentary, and there's a documentary, so I'll come in, Will. Not that but... I don't want to watch Pet Cemetery, but I'm just, I'm kind of still basking in it. It's not, I feel weird saying basking, but it was a really good experience. Like, <laughs> it I'm, was. I still have a full stomach. Like, yeah, no, I feel sated. I feel good. 
it definitely woke me back up. I had uh, barbecue brisket mac and cheese that was really good. So I'm like, it was nice comfort food, and I'm still just. I'm kind of jealous that you had mac and cheese. (laughs) But no. I know, right? No, I had a a good meal. I can't complain. Hit subscribe, all that other shit. I'm not going to repeat all of it because this is just a fucking mini-sode. Yeah, so Um, however you're listening to us now, you can find us probably through any other audio device. It's really not hard to use Google, guys. I hope not. (laughs) But yeah, we're at all the familiar social media sites. Most, I mean, just hit our our website. Yeah, I'll link it right there. www.friedsworms.com. And uh, it will treat you right. Yeah, because we love you every day, every night. Fried squirms? Out. Out.